chapter of St. Matthew, and we shall be reading together verses 14 through 16. Out of honor of your pastor, Jamal Williams, I'm going to read it from one of his favorite versions, the ESV. It says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a stand and gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they might see your good works and give glory to your Father which is in heaven. Now that was out of honor to your pastor. But, 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 but when I read in the King James Version, there's, there's a piece that just really sticks out to me, especially in that 16th verse. And it reads like this. Let your light so shine. Now, I don't know about you, but I think there's a difference between shine and so shine. Because, see, I believe that this soul is the same soul that he used to so love the world. Hello, somebody. He didn't just love the world, but he so loved the world. So it says he didn't let your light so shine before men that they might be see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. I just want to minister for a little while from this subject. Shining saints. Shining saints. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, are you a shining saint? Now, say it like you mean it. Say, are you a shining saint? You see, the Church of the Living God has at least three major categories of saints in the church. Okay? You have what we call sideline saints. They are at the game, but they ain't in the game. You know, they come to church, but has never let the church come to them. Now, that's sideline saints. That's a sermon by itself, but we're not going to focus on them today. And then we have what is called the whining saints. Whine, whine, whine all the time. Ain't never got nothing good to say. Always talking about the devil rather than Jesus. But we ain't going to focus on them today either. That's a sermon by itself. But today we're going to deal with the shining saints. Now, there is a blessing that you can get if you're in one of those other categories. See, if you are a sideline saint or a whining saint, and you're in a house today, if you keep yourself open to God, he'll promote you. 
so that even though you might have came in today as a sideline saint or a whining saint, you, you open up your spirit, you'll leave here as a shining saint. Hey, oh, glory to God. That's good news. So we see here that, 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 that God has given us some instructions in these verses. And my prayer and desire is to encourage and strengthen the shining saints. Because you see, when you are a shining saint, you really don't want to spend time with the sideline saints. Hello, somebody. And you really don't want to spend time with the whining saints. So I want to encourage you shining saints that sometimes you have to put up with the sideline saints and whining saints. Now, God in his word today comes out of a conversation that Jesus was having with his disciples. Now, for those of us that come to Sunday school and Bible study, this is a very familiar passage. And we know that these words was uttered by Jesus Christ to his disciples as part of what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. You know that Jesus understood the condition of the world at that time, and he knows the condition of the world at this time. And we who are in the church ought to be the shining saints because we understand that the world we live in today is a world of darkness. The world that we live in today is really a dead world. But, but Jesus understood that then and now. And so he says to his disciples that you are to let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your father. Shining saints is what God is calling for in today's world. He's not calling for sideline saints, nor is he calling for whining saints. He's calling for shining saints. Shining saints is what God is calling for today. Do you realize that it is light of the Christianity that can solve the deepest problems of this world? Do you realize that when we let our lights so shine, we can answer any question through Christ when we let our light so shine. Oh, brothers and sisters, the object of our light is to not focus on ourselves, but that others might focus on our Heavenly Father. Now, some people don't understand what light is all about, but light is to disclose or to expose that which would otherwise not be seen. So when he said, let your light so shine, he wants us to be able to show the Christ that's in us. He wants us to come out of us so that when people see us, they would not see us, but see the light that's coming out of us. Somebody ought to say amen this morning. You see, the light is not for 
for you and I because we're connected to the light and we have the light. But there's many folks in the world that we live in don't have the light and the only way that they're going to get the light is that we so shine our lights so that when they see that we are the light, they're going to want to become part of the light. Are y'all hear what I'm saying today? Shining saints. We understand that folks don't always want to let their light shine. Because in many situations, we reach the conclusion because we have allowed the enemy to come in and change the script. You see, the enemy doesn't want your light to shine because he knows that if your light shines, it'll show that it's more powerful than his darkness. But what you have to understand is, is that God is calling us to let our light so shine so that we can be on the job that he's called us to do. Many of us maybe have not understood the fact that we are God's hands, his feet, his mouthpiece. We have a job to do, and that job is to build the kingdom of God. We don't do it in our power. We do it in his power. But the beauty is he has given us what we need to do the job. Amen? So what we have to learn to be is shining saints. Now, to let our light so shine, it is undoubtedly, with no question, that you got to start off by making sure that you know that you know that you have made a Christian profession, okay? A profession which is backed up with life that shows what we possess. See, you can't tell me that you have confessed Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, but yet you are living in darkness, Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Let me give you a, a modern-day example of what I'm trying to say. Some of you go to, go to work and you say, yes, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm filled with the precious Holy Ghost, but your lights ain't on, on at home. <laughs> Hello, lights. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, you know, some of us, we, people know that we say we say, but when they observe us, they can't see the light. Hello, somebody. But see, shining saints, they're about letting their light so shine so that those that are in darkness want to come out of darkness. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? So what we have to understand is that our lights are given to us not for us to look pretty, but that we might be giving praises to God as we work his word. Light is given to us that we might share it. God understands that each and every one of us is on a journey. And when you first connect with him, your journey starts with you accepting and confessing the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10 and 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart 
that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead, thou shall be saved. Hello, somebody. Now, once you have really done that with your heart, not your head, but with your heart, then you get connected to the universal light. Hello, somebody. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That that light that will never, ever, never, ever go out. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But now, once you do that, your life ought to reflect that light. Are y'all with me? That, that, that light should come out of your life. And that means that you can continue to do what you used to do. Amen, lights. You see, once you get connected to the light, you can't act like you're still in darkness. Amen. Now, I know that some of us, that means we've got to go back to school and get us a new language. Amen, lights. But that's all right because when you come into his house, he'll give you a new language. Hello, somebody. Now, he says in his word, let your light so shine. To let our light so shine, it implies that God has given us that which we cannot purchase. Hello, somebody. You know, the light that we're talking about, you can't go to the nearest Walmart and pick it up. It ain't for sale. You can't go to the nearest Kroger's and pick it up. It ain't for sale. Are you hear what I'm saying? You can only get it by getting connected to the light. Hello, somebody. And Jesus Christ is the light. Now, once you get connected to the light, not only should your, 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 your language change, but your, 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 your schedule ought to change. Amen. You know, once you get connected to the light, you want to want to be where the light is. So on Sunday morning, there's no question where you ought to be. You ought to be in the lighthouse. Oh, somebody going to catch that. Somebody going to catch that. Somebody going to catch that. You see, on Sunday mornings, there's no question where you ought to be. If you're connected to the light, you're going to want to be in the lighthouse. Hello, somebody. So understood how Christians who say they're connected to the light get up on Sunday morning and ask themselves this question, am I going to church today? I, I, my, 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 my computer goes tilt. Hello, somebody. Because if you're connected to the light, you ain't got to ask that question. Hello, somebody. forsake not the assembling of ourselves. Hello, somebody. Because what he understands is that the light that you had last week, you're going to need more light this week. Hello, somebody. But if you don't come into the lighthouse to get recharged, hello, somebody, you'll mess around and let the devil put your light out. Oh, glory to God. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Now, now, look at our text. 
That was just the introduction. Let's look at, let's look at our text. Let, let's look at our text. It, it starts here in the 14th verse. He says, ye are the light of the world. Ye are the light of the world. He didn't say you will be. He didn't say you might be. He says you are. Now, I have come to understand that some of us don't understand what R is. So I, I'm going to break it down real quick. You see, R is the first cousin of noun. When he says you are the light, that means that you are now the light. And R is the first cousin of now. So if now is now, and R is the first cousin of now, that means now R is. Hello, somebody. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? So don't get confused. You are the light. And you are the light because Jesus has set it up that when he left the earth in the form of man, that he set up a plan that once we accept him, we become connected to him. Hello, somebody. And what he has, we have access to. Are y'all following me? And so the issue is, is that he's no longer in the earth realm in the physical form. But he is through us when we are connected to him. So when he says that you are the light, guess what? You are the light. Now, 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 now I, I, I want you to see this. He says, you are the light. Understanding that once you accept Christ, by confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believing in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you are the light. You're no longer darkness. Now, if you are, then you ought to act like you are. now now don't you get confused to think that because you are now that you have to know everything no no all you need to know is that you are and if you act like you are you will become that you are he says it this way he says any man being Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away and all things become new. So when you understand that you are the light, you ought to start walking in the light. Hello, somebody. And if you start walking in the light, you're going to see that the light looks a lot better than darkness. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? When you begin to walk in the light, you're going to begin to understand it ain't about me, it's about him. Hello, somebody. When you understand that you are the light, not because of you, but because of him. He says, you are the light. As I was studying, I got so fascinated 
about the light. So I had to do a little research. And what I discovered is the word light is unique in many ways. Do you realize that from Genesis to Revelation, God mentions light some 500 times? Now, I'm not as smart as some of y'all, but one thing I do know, if he mentioned it 500 times, it must be important. showed me something else. He showed me that the word light is one of the few words that you can find in the beginning and in the end. Do you realize in Genesis, he starts off in chapter 1 talking about let there be light and whoo, light was. And then if you go all the way through and end up in Revelation 22, what you're going to find out in the Revelations 22, which is the last chapter in the book, he is still talking about light. So that lets me know that it is important to him. And because I'm connected to him, if it's important to him, guess what? It's important to me. Let me quickly share with you some of the scriptures that just, 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 whoo. Luke chapter 1 verse uh, 79 says, To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. Then he says in, in, in Luke eleven thirty five, Take heed therefore that the light which is in thee is not of darkness. Oh, but then I saw this one. He says, he, he says, I'm giving light to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by the faith that is in me. That was Acts 26 and 18. He's talking about the power of the light. And then he goes on in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 5. He says, ye are the children of light and the children of day, which are not in the night nor darkness. We're talking about light. But then I stumbled over in 1 Peter 2 and 9. He says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light is important. I'm trying to get you to understand that light is important. Oh, glory to God. And then he, 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 he sums it all up in Revelation 22 and 5. He says, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle neither light of the sun. Now catch this, catch this, catch this. For the Lord God giveth them light and they shall reign forever hey, and ever. Oh, glory to God. You ought to want to have your light. Hello, somebody. Because 
somebody. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? But you can't reign forever if you never get the light. Oh, glory to God. Now, let me get to my text. Okay, verse 16. Notice what he says here. Well, I can't get to 16 until I get to 15. So let, let me just look at 15 for a moment. Notice here in 15, he says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Now, put that in the center there for a moment. I want to show y'all something. Now, now, it says, Neither do they have a light and put it in a bushel. Where's my basket? What is it? A what? Now, the Bible says, neither do they have a light and put it on a bushel. Do y'all see the light? Do you see the light? Do, do you see the light? Now, he says that you don't take the light and put it under the bushel.
the light is still on. Okay? The light is still on. But I raised the question, is it so shining? See, that, that's so shining. But you let sin in. And so, you know, you feel like I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because I got the light. I got the light. And so then, you know, the Lord asks you, have you read your Bible? You say, yes, Lord. <laughs> now you're lying. Now the light is still there. Don't get me wrong. The light is still there. Okay? So then on Tuesday evening, you say, well, I paid my tithes. And I, I really need to go down to the store and get me some soup. But I ain't got no money. But I'm going to go in there and get me some soup anyway. So now you're stealing. But the light is still there. I mean, the light is still there. The light is still there. So you think, oh, I'm doing all right. And so then you, you call up your best girlfriend or boyfriend, and you see that crazy preacher minister Jamal had there on Sunday? He had like he ain't got no sense. Now you're gasping. <laughs> but the light is still there. It's still there. And so then you call your cousin that you ain't talked to in 28 years and you say, why are you calling me? You ain't got no right to be talking to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you're in unforgiveness. Can you still see the light? Can you still see the light? <laughs> now the light is still there. <laughs> so now it's back to... Friday night. Shoo, Valentine's Day's coming up. Shoo, I need me some love. <laughs> and now you're you, you on that unlawful sex trip. Hello, somebody. The light is still there, but you can't see it. Hello, somebody. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Now, because you was hanging out on Friday night, you, you, you were playing when you should have been praying. <laughs> the lights get, I mean, it just, I mean, it just showed up. You can't even tell that there's a light there no more. Hello, somebody. Uh, are y'all hear what I'm saying? And then what ends up happening is it, it, it comes to Sunday morning, and you say, oh, well, I might as well not go to church. Now, the light is still there, but the problem is, is that you are not doing what you're supposed to do as the light, because he said, let your light so shine. The light's on, but it ain't shining. Hello, somebody. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And it all started with that three-letter word called sin. You see, sin will show the world that you don't have a light when you got it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And the only way that you're going to be able to overcome the light of darkness is by letting your light so shine. 
You got to be like Jesus. Y'all remember Jesus, don't you? Now, the devil came and tried to put his light out. But what he said is this. He said, it is written. He says, it is written. He says, forsake not our assembly together. He says, it is written. Pray without ceasing. He says, it is written. Uh, there will not be a place in heaven for adulterers and fornicators. He says, it is written. If you don't forgive others, your heavenly father will not forgive you. It is written. Are, are y'all hear what I'm saying? And my point is, if you start saying it's written, it's written, guess what's going to happen? Your light is going to so shine. Hello, somebody. Your light is going to so shine. So what I want to encourage you to do today, to remember that Jesus walked this earth 33 and a third year. He did not let the conditions of the world put his light out. Don't you let the world put your light out. Let's leave here today being shiny saints. Oh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that message. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that you may declare the